Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 64 of the Daughter and Pops podcast. So today um, I have Pops with me. We're going to be going over the waste management golf tournament that's going on this weekend. Um, It's here in Scottsdale. It's at TPC Scottsdale. Obviously, it's Thursday through Sunday, meaning tomorrow. Um, For those of you who don't know, um, it's considered the biggest party on grass. So they have the famous 16th hole. Um, in which there's, they have a bunch of people in these, what would you call it, Pops? Like stands or? Stands and skyboxes. Yes, stands and skyboxes. So they're completely filled, completely sold out. And basically, whenever you hit a shot, everybody is cheering and yelling at you. So it's the one and only time that you can be loud when somebody's hitting a golf shot. Right, Pops? (laughs) It's the greatest theater in, in, uh, in golf, no question about it. And you either really, really love it or you hate it. (laughs) <laughs> I know that um, I believe it was uh, yesterday or the day before um, there was a huge concert on the on that hole too as well with like uh, country stars um, singing so that looked like it was pretty cool as well um, alright so before we get started Pops do you have anything you would like to say before we get into it? Oh it's just it's an amazing tournament I mean it's the perfect tournament to have uh, the same week as the Super Bowl because obviously the Super Bowl is a big party, so it's only fitting, um, you know, in, in Old Town Scottsdale, places like that. I mean, they really get after it. It's a lot of fun. Uh, so it's a perfect event. Um, and to prove that, let me just tell you, they expect they, meaning um, the one of the the vendors at uh, the waste management, mm-hmm. they're ex- they're expected to sell. A minimum of seven hundred and fifty thousand servings of beer during that's this tournament. That's insane. That's crazy. That's that's a lot of beer right there. <laughs> uh, all right. So before we get into the actual waste management talk, I know on our last golf podcast episode sixty two, uh, we had talked about the Monday qualifier, um, and so I'm just gonna go over who Monday qualified real fast because. Yeah, we actually were able to go and watch uh, some of that, and there was some crazy scores out there and everything. So the first person that had qualified was B. Silverman. He shot 6-under. Then it was J. Kang, who shot 5-under. And then E. Popinow, I think is how you say it, who shot 5-under as well. So there was a total, I believe, of like six guys that were at 5-under, so they ended up going to um, playoff holes. And on each hole, if you don't, if you get below the score, then like um, what the top score is, then you're eliminated. So this playoff went on for 10 holes before um, it was down to two people who were able to qualify. So that ended up taking like an extra like two hours of golfing for them. So and they were walking. They didn't have a cart either. So that was pretty insane. But there was definitely some crazy scores out there. I know that um, we got to see some awesome people. Um, and yeah, I think it was just, it was, there was a lot of people there as well. So it was cool to be able to be a part of that and experience it too. Um, and yeah, Pops, do you have anything to say about the people who Monday qualified? Uh, not really. I mean, I'm happy for them. Uh couple of them are playing in their first PGA Tour event, and then one regular PGA Tour player who's a, somewhat of a regular um, made it through Ben Silverman. Uh, outside of that, uh, definitely thinking about Nico Galetti. Really thought uh, yeah. you know he was more picked to get through, and 
And quite honestly, after nine holes, he was leading and winning. Uh, but, uh, you know, unfortunately, he wasn't able to get it done on the last hole. And just goes to show you, you know, to be, you know, super, super, super elite to do uh, um, really, really, really difficult things. You've got to be really, 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 really good with a little bit of luck. And, uh, you know, he'll get there. It's just not going to be this week. Yeah, definitely. He was one of the players that was part of the playoff um in the play in the in the playoff holes. He ended up getting out, I believe, after like two or three, unfortunately. Um but yeah. So one of the things that is going on also in the waste management is there's a pro am going on today, but basically it's a pro am with famous people. So for example, there uh people who are in the pro am is like Michael Phelps who is a all-time swimmer he's got like 28 medals in the olympics absolutely insane um there's also aaron Rodgers. um let's see josh dumel a walker Buller, i think is how you say it in reggie bush and there's multiple others um but that's just some of the famous people so that should be pretty interesting to see them i'm pretty sure they'll be on tv as well so it would be pretty cool to see him here in scottsdale um yeah, Pops, do you have any do you have any thoughts so far to For the, lead us off? No, I'm ready to start talking about the tournament. All right, you can go ahead and start that then. <laughs> I'll let you start this one off. All right, so this week uh with the waste management, um it's a it's a pretty stacked field. I mean, uh like last week at Pebble Beach, uh what a it's a a traditional it's a powerhouse event, but unfortunately there was a big tournament in in Dubai that had some of the best players in the world overseas that's not the case this week so you have players like john rom world number one justin thomas patrick cantley victor hovland hideki matsuyama xander shoffley jordan spieth though that's just seven names right there that are all in the field so you can go down a little bit further daniel berger brooks kepka bubba watson tony finau webb simpson sam burns louis oosthuizen make with his return so it's a stacked, stacked field, so you can expect that, you know, it's going to be, you're going to have to be a player of pedigree to win. Speaking of pedigree, this is an event where you've had multiple different styles of winners. You've had players such as Bubba Watson win multiple times who hit it out there really, really far because the rough just isn't that tall. At the same time, you've had winners such as like Ches Reevy. So, you you you've got it runs the gamut so you have to you do have to hit the ball a long ways but you pretty much have to do that almost every week or at least 95 percent of the time but at the same time you also have to be able to hit your approach shots into the green so your irons have to be really really strong uh and you know the last time we had a podcast about golf i think it was a couple days ago yes we talked about how there's been four consecutive first time winners on the pga tour well i can tell you that with those four uh, they've been hitting it really, really close and really, really strong um, with their approach shots. So this week will be more of that. So it's I, a captivating week. Um, you know, I've only mentioned about a total of uh, 12 players. Um, but I, I think there's literally uh, about a third of the field, if not maybe a little bit, maybe up to a quarter of the field, that legitimately could say that they can win this week. That's pretty insane. I know there's a total of 132 players in the field, so that there should definitely be some high scores. I know that the most recent winner was um, Brooks Kepka. He shot 19 under, so 
That's um that's a pretty high score. You think it'll be that high again this year, Pops? Yeah, I do. Um, I know it's uh, the weather's perfect, which is not necessarily a surprise for this time of the year. Uh, <laughs> but I also have not seen. Uh, it's not likely that wind is even going to be in play. So you have a golf course in perfect condition, with perfect greens and very little wind. You're going to have really low scores. So. Yeah, I think we surpass minus 19. I actually think we get to, uh, I'm going to say, 22 under par. Oh, wow. It's definitely a lot. So I know that uh, that over the years, there hasn't been very many hole-in-ones on the 16th hole. But, Pops, do you think anybody will get a hole-in-one on the 16th hole this year? I do. I think there will be two. Two? Yep. One on Thursday and one on Saturday. Okay. So I know that um, Tiger Woods had a hole-in-one on that hole. Um, I also know that uh, a robot actually had a hole in one on that hole too. I saw that the other day. I thought that was pretty cool. A robot, um, I think, isn't Tiger a robot? <laughs> he probably is. Um, but somebody else besides Tiger gotcha. uh, hit a hole in one. Um, well, I'll take that note to mention since you're talking about Tiger and a hole in one on the 16th. You guys got to make sure to look at uh, Tati and Liv's Instagram later today. Yeah, we're posting those pretty soon and um. It'll definitely be a good one. So you gotta make sure you ch- take a look at that. Um, we went we went all out for that video. So make sure you look at that. Um, so I'm gonna get into. I have uh, my top three picks on who I would choose for the tournament okay. overall. Um, and then I also have three sleeper picks because pops, you know, we love doing our sleeper picks as well. Um, so for me, my top three picks, I'm gonna go with um, Brooks Kepka, John Rahm, and Scotty Scheffler. Um, those are my top three picks. And then for my sleeper picks, um, I know Pops and I are probably going to have the same one, but Sahith uh, Thigala uh, is one of mine. And then Andrew Putnam and Joel Damon. Those are my three sleeper picks. Going with Joel Damon, huh? Yes. He, he played really well. Um, when, I don't remember which tournament he was in, um, but he played really well this last week. And he ended up coming up short, but I feel like, he'll, I feel like he might be able to finish in the top ten this, this uh, tournament. Okay. What about you, Pops? Do you have yours yet? Um, I do. I can tell you that for my sleeper picks, let me start there. Um, I'm going to give you Keith Mitchell. Okay. Definitely, definitely um, a, a sleeper pick, but, you know, kind of in the middle of the range as far as odds go. Uh, but I definitely like Keith Mitchell. Um, I love Pat Perez. Pat Perez, uh is lives in the area he's coming off a couple of really high finishes he's never really played that well at uh, scottsdale but i think i i think he, he's going to i think he's certainly more than motivated he's pretty old <laughs> when he gets it going he can ride that wave for quite some time uh so i definitely like him and then uh i did mention already uh thigala previously but since you took him I know that's my bad. Pops. From me, no, no, it's not. It's not. If it, if he wins, that's it's all credit to you. Exactly. Um, another pick I'm gonna give you is Mito Pereira. He's a guy that's uh, probably in about the same range of odds as Thigala. Pereira is an incredible ball striker. Um, I could see him uh, just literally target golfing and making it work out there. Uh, if he gets, if he even has an average week with the putter. Then he'll certainly be in contention for a top 15, 20 finish, and then who knows what can happen from there. So there's the sleepers. 
as far as overall picks, um, I'm, I'm taking Justin Thomas. Um, right now, he's the second favorite. I do think that, you know, he's currently in a little bit of a... It's been a while since he's won, for him anyway. Uh, I think John Rahm is more than a rightful favorite. Playing at home, he's going to be certainly more than revving to go. You know, he's as good as he's playing, he's going to be there at the end. It's going to take someone really, really good to be able to beat him. And I think Justin Thomas is one of those guys that can. Outside of that, I'd look for, I think, you know, Victor Hovland's a really popular pick right now. And he's coming mm-hmm. off some really good events. But uh, I think the jet lag Clemen over from Dubai is going to play a factor for him. Uh, so I, I don't like him. Um, you know, Hideki Matsuyama, he's obviously done really well in this event previously. Um I'd go down the list a little bit from there. Uh, I actually like Sam Burns quite a bit this week. I think he's going to finish top five. And then uh, a little bit further, I do like Taylor Gooch as well. And I would even throw in the name uh, Corey Connors. I think he's another player that's going to do really, really well this week. So, you know. That's that's what I got. I pretty much favor guys that are coming from Pebble Beach last week than those that are coming over from playing last week in Dubai. It's because I just think it's just the travel is just too big of a deal. Um, yeah, Dubai, but I would think is a pretty long flight from here. No doubt, no doubt. I can guarantee you, it's about a about eleven hours longer than from Pebble Beach. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. So, uh, for those of you building and. Your DraftKings lineup and your fantasy lineups. Uh, personally, um, I would favor uh, those that are coming over from California, then Dubai. And then as far as the morning afternoon waves, because obviously people tee off in the morning and in the afternoon. Uh, there's no real advantage for one wave over the other because of the lack of wind. So um, there's a couple more b- bits of information for you. Yeah, there's players seeing off um, from 7.15 a.m. all the way to 1.30, so they're going to be there all day. Um, I think some of the top picks in general, like that are people that are uh, higher right now, is definitely Victor Hovland and Hideki Matsuyama, just because Matsuyama's won multiple times before. Um, and also Brooks Kepka, Brooks Kepka as well. Um, so. Here's a question for you, Tati. Okay. Last week's winners. Okay, let's play a game. I'm going to give you names of two players, and you're going to say who's going to have the better finish this week. Okay. Okay? Both players won last week. Tom Hoagie, Harold Varner. Ooh. I'll say... I'll say Tom Hoagie will have the better better tournament. You're talking about tournament overall, correct? That is correct. Okay. Okay. Bubba Watson, Tony Finau. Tony Finau. Yeah, so I agreed with you on the first one. I'm going to have to go with Bubba. Bubba's won here multiple times. I know he's also one of the players that's coming off playing overseas. I don't know. Something about Bubba. Okay. Oh, man. Here's one for you. Patrick Cantlay or Xander Shoffley? Ooh, that's tough. I think both of those are about the same. Um, I'll go with Cantlay, though. Patrick Cantlay. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that was totally the toughest one you gave so far. Okay. How about this one? Uh, we'll go with. Hmm. Webb Simpson 
Max Homa. Mm. <laughs> um, I'll say that Simpson will have the better tournament, but I hope Max Homa does. <laughs> okay. I'm rooting for Max Homa to win the whole tournament. Players that have been away a little while, haven't seen a whole lot of them. Mm-hmm. You ready? Yes, I think so. We're going to go with Gary Woodland or Matt Kuchar. Oh, man. Um, I'll go with Gary Woodland. Okay. And then just to have a little bit of fun. Oh, gosh. This I'll is the throw fun part. out a couple of other names. Okay. There's just so much talent in this field when you compare one to the other. It's, yeah. it's hard to choose one. <laughs> Sahith Thigala or Harry Higgs? Ooh. <laughs> I like watching Harry Higgs. I feel like... Uh, I, I'm going to go with Thigala. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Do you have any super, super duper sleepers for this week? Um, Not off the top of my head. Do you, Pops? I know you're talking about ones that are not talked about at all and more towards the lower of the field. Definitely mm-hmm. towards the lower of the field. Yeah, I'll throw out a couple of names. I'll give you Scott Piercy. I'll give you Ryan Moore. Ryan Moore only has a couple of events left in order to... Uh, he's got two events left to make enough money to be able to have some conditional status before he loses it. So he's a he's a desert guy. Um, I I can see him getting it going. Scott Piercy is another desert guy that is typically really strong on the West Coast. When he he's another one of those types of players. Um, I'll also give you the name Rory Sabatini. Rory Sabatini, guy that played his college golf at the University of Arizona. So while it's in Tucson, it's only a couple hours away from Scottsdale. Meaning he's probably played this course before. He, I'm sure he ha- yeah, he definitely has. And I think he's been really quiet, and he's, uh, you know, I I actually would expect a couple of these guys that I mentioned to do really, really well in the first round. So I know there's some opportunities for you to bet the first round leader. So uh, also, I'm going to give you Jimmy Walker. He's literally like 400 to 1. So he's darn near at the, towards the almost bottom 10%. Jimmy Walker is another name. So that's the fourth one. One last one, and I think for me it's the perfect one to end on, Jonathan Bird. Jonathan Bird, you know, our last podcast we talked about Monday qualifying. Uh, Jonathan Bird is a, a guy that's done really well on the PGA Tour for a number of years. However, he is getting older. Uh, he says he's still playing because he wants to show his kids what it's like to persevere and grind and do everything you can to be great. And so that's exactly what he's doing. He's coming off a great finish at Pebble Beach. Um, he's in the grinder mode, so fairways and greens, uh, a really poor and much older version of Abraham Answer. Jonathan Bird is someone that I think could surprise a lot of people this week. One last first round leader potential, Sepp Straka. This is a guy who's had a first round lead and held it like three times in his career. Um, I could see him going out and shooting 63 in the first round and no one knows who he is except that he's an overseas guy that always does well in the first round. (laughs) If there was one round tournaments, he'd have multiple wins by now. So there you go. There's another list of five or six names for you. Well, Pops always does a really good job on the lower sleepers, the ones that like nobody's talking about. So uh, you guys should definitely take one of those guys for sure. 
Pops always does a really good job on those. So what else is going on, Tati? Obviously, we've talked a lot of golf lately. How's basketball going? Basketball is insane. I know last night uh, I did a podcast as it relates to the NBA trades and then WNBA free agency as well. Um, I know that has been crazy, so make sure you go and listen to my uh, episode 63 from last night. And being Um, transparent, I haven't heard that podcast yet. What in the hell are the Sacramento Kings doing? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. They, it's, it's crazy. I don't really understand. Um, for those of you who don't know, it was, um, it was a trade. So it was between the Sacramento Kings and the Indiana Pacers. So the Indiana Pacers, they received Tyrese Halliburton, Buddy Heald, and, oh, shoot. Um, Tyrese Halliburton, Buddy Heald, and I'm pulling it up right now. <laughs> who else did they get? And who did they get? Um, oh, and they also got Tristan Thompson. And then the Sacramento Kings got DeMontis Sabonis, Jeremy Lamb, Justin Holiday, and a 2027 second round pick. What's happened? Here's another. Let's play another game. What's happened more? Tristan Thompson teams or <laughs> Tristan Thompson girlfriends? <laughs> I'll say teams. <laughs> He's, I feel like he's been to, like, almost every team at this point. Um, yeah, I don't really know what the Sacramento Kings were doing there. I mean, obviously, I know that they were trying to get another big, probably to play with De'Aaron Fox, but I feel like, I feel that's like their Tyrese... Ninth, that's their ninth big at this point. I know. Um, but Tyrese Halliburton is one of their young stars. I don't know why they would get rid of him. He's got such a bright future He's their youngest him. star. Yeah. I think that's an example of Sacramento is just going to Sacramento. But obviously, I also will say that, I mean, they don't deserve the benefit of the doubt. Sacramento, they definitely don't deserve it. I'm going to say that some sort of combination of either uh, Marvin Bagley, uh, Rashawn Holmes, and Harrison Barnes are going to be on the way out. So I, I know that there's more trades to come for Sacramento. Um, I don't think any other NBA team truly thought that Halliburton was available for trade. So I'm sure at yeah. this point, um, I think every other team in the NBA is doing their due diligence and calling Sacramento to see how else they can get fleeced. So uh, shame on you, Sacramento. It, you know, there's a reason why you've got the longest playoff drought <laughs> in the NBA, and it's for exact reasons like this. So, uh, you know, well, oftentimes if it's a team, I mean – People like to give the grades on who won the who won the trade immediately. Yeah. But there are times you have to give it a couple of years to see who the you know the future the the next future, whoever their first round pick ended up being. But in this case, Sacramento, they don't get the benefit of the doubt. They continuously, uh, I can't even use the exact word on this podcast, but they hurt themselves time and time again. Yeah, definitely. I know that there's also talks between um, Ben Simmons and James Harden trades. What do you think? What are your thoughts on that, Pops? I think that Simmons to the Brooklyn Nets would be interesting. Um, <laughs> you want my politically correct reasoning, or do you want my honest opinion? I don't know. Um, honest opinion. <laughs> um, I don't want either player. But if I had to choose one, it's like choosing between, like, do I want mayonnaise or sour cream? Because to be honest, I don't want either. No. Okay. <laughs> But if I had to choose, I'll take Ben Simmons just because, you know, he's younger. Uh, he's got less mileage on him. Uh, I think J- James Harden has been enough places now where, you know, 
we know what he is. Um, Definitely. Obviously, Ben Simmons has been away from the game a little bit, but, you know, we know what happened to him in last year's playoffs. But at this stage in their careers, 100% I'd rather have Ben Simmons. Yeah, I would agree with you. Um, yeah, because he's, def- he's uh, definitely younger than James Harden. And, um, yeah, I feel like when I've been watching James Harden's games lately, they haven't been, uh, I, I want to say as good, but, like, as exciting as they used to be, if that makes sense. Um, I just feel like uh, Even all Russell, he does is shoot threes in those floaters now with the yeah, left hand. First it was there's not enough nightlife. He doesn't like the culture in Brooklyn. And then it became, now most recently, there's not enough spacing. At some point, I'm going to put it on the player. Yeah. What are you doing to make it better? And in the case of James Harden, honestly, and I I know he's from ASU and this and that, but time and time again, he just seems disinterested. And uh, as far as I'm concerned, it doesn't really matter to me. I mean, I think even Russell Westbrook thinks that James Harden has a bad attitude. (laughs) Oh, you're funny, Pops. Um, another thing besides the trades, I know that the All-Star Weekend is coming up soon, and the and the three-point contest participants uh, just came out a few days ago. That's one thing I didn't share last night, so I'm going to go ahead and share that real fast. Um, so the three-point contest uh, participants are Desmond Bain from the Memphis Grizzlies, Luke Kennard from the LA Clippers, Zach Levine from the Chicago Bulls, Patty Mills from the Brooklyn Nets, Carl Anthony Towns from the Minnesota Timberwolves. Fred Van Bleet from the Toronto Rappers, Raptors, um, Trey Young from the Atlanta Hawks, and CJ McCollum. Uh, what I don't understand why you would have a center in the three point contest. That's kind of odd. I know he shoots. I mean, he shoots decently, but he's I feel gonna like be, he's gonna be tired by the he, end of it. Exactly, he's just gonna be a little bit slower. So who's your pick there? Um, I'm assuming everyone's gonna say one name in particular. Trey Young. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna go with. Um, I'm gonna go with Patty Mills. Okay. He's been shooting the ball really well this season for the Nets. Um, I feel like he's really consistent. If I'm not going Patty Mills, I'm pro- I'm gonna go with Luke Kennard. That's exactly my pick. I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> I don't need more than one pick because there can only be one winner. Mm-hmm. Luke Kennard is gonna win, and he's gonna have at least one round. I'll take it a step further, where he gets to 26 points. Dang. In a round, he's gonna Dang. do it. Very efficient stroke, consistent, got a little bit of height to him. I don't think he's going to get tired. Spot up, bang, done. Luke Kennard. <laughs> uh, I don't doubt you, Pops. I'm, I'm, just because you take Kennard, I'm going to go as Patty Mills, though. Sounds good. <laughs> um, See you and, at the top. Yeah, exactly. Another thing besides uh, NBA stuff going on, I also know that the Super Bowl is this weekend between the Los Angeles Rams and the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, Just to briefly talk about that, I know nobody expected the Cincinnati Bengals to make it this far. Did you, Pops? Did you think they'd be in the Super Bowl this year? Uh, Not in the first half (laughs) against the Chiefs. Yeah. I can't believe the Chiefs blew that. I know with my mom being being a Chiefs fan, she was very upset for the rest of the day about that. Because, what are you talking about? She's still upset now. Yeah, she is still upset now. She doesn't. I don't even. She doesn't even want to watch the Super Bowl because the Chiefs aren't in it. Comment. Um, what are you eating? What What are you guys all eating for the Super Bowl? We want to know because that might be. You know, honestly, it should be a really good game. 
I want to give both teams credit. I mean, they've made it to the pinnacle, so yeah, uh, it's going to be a really it should be a really relatively close game. Uh, I think it's going to be more defensive minded than offensive, uh, and I think Joe Burrow with his ability to create with his feet, just due to how the Rams pressure the quarterback, uh, but I think Sensi does a relatively good job, and I think they'll be able to change some pace. And I think Burrow's pretty quick and agile with his feet. I think that's one of the key points of the game. But uh, I think overall, we all want to know what you're going to be eating. And don't yes. just wait for the Super Bowl to start late in the afternoon. Because clearly, you learned today you got the waste management to watch. The final round's on Sunday. So you got an all-day party. As we like to say in our house, it's a really, really big sports weekend. It is a big sports weekend for sure. Pops, who's your pick? Los Angeles Rams? Yeah, Los Angeles Rams or the Cincinnati Bagels. Everyone knows I like an underdog, but for for this, uh, I do think the Rams are the better team overall. Um, I think they have the better defense. I think they have more options. Um, I'm not going to say they have the better coach just because that's what everyone else is saying. Um, I think Sensi's done a miraculous job. Uh, I think Joe Burrow is a superstar, and he's got that. Uh, I'll go ahead and say it. I think he has the ability to uplift his teammates and lead uh in like a like a tom brady type of mold um no i didn't say he's gonna be tom brady i just said he's a really amazing leader like tom brady with all that being said i think the rams win by uh six to eight points mm, okay so i'll agree with you um and then also another thing that pops has said is that joe burrow he's won at every level right because he won at his college level he was with a uh lsu correct LSU he played for um and obviously I'm sure he won in his high school career as well to get a scholarship so he's won at every level and there's no surprise that he was going to make it this far some point soon so yeah I mean we're we're 30 minutes in I feel like we've covered this weekend because I know it's a huge sports weekend between the waste management and the Super Bowl obviously we have the NBA all-star game uh next weekend um I know there's also the Olympics going on right now, all the uh, ice stuff, winter stuff. So, yeah, definitely a lot of exciting things going on in sports right now. Um, yeah, Pops, do you have anything you want to say before we end up wrapping this up? <laughs> no, I left it all on the table. Appreciate you guys always listening, supporting Tatiana and Olivia. Uh, Tatiana's working really hard in this podcast so i really respect that and good things happen to good people keep grinding much love definitely and again i'm going to say it again if you haven't checked out uh the daughter and pops podcast instagram check that out and then we also have twitter the daughter daughter pops pod pod because you can have more than 15 letters that made me mad (laughs) um but yeah that's all I have for today. I appreciate you guys all listening in. And don't forget to comment down below uh, what you're going to be eating all day on Sunday. (laughs) Um, Thank you guys all for tuning in to episode 64 of the Daughter and Pops podcast. And we'll see you all next time.